0: Gaming Council back with a new episode of KDR. We're switching things up and we're continuing on this trend of knowledge driven research. And this time around, we're going to talk about a category of games that we really enjoy playing back in the day. And um, that's skateboarding games. I know Mikey B has mentioned that he's played a couple games uh, on mobile for skateboarding and he's had a history with skateboarding games as well as do I so we're gonna talk about it so we are just gonna briefly just run down just like a brief history of like some skateboarding games from you know from the early days to kind of like the current day skateboarding games so I will start us off with just saying that I I love skateboarding games skateboarding and the skateboarding games have had a huge impact in my life growing up and there's just something in me that will always gravitate towards playing skateboarding games. Um, there's also, the, we'll talk about some of like the you know the iconic games and some of the games that you maybe have never heard of. So, let's kind of run through this little list of games. Which notably, the first game that we're gonna talk about, um, it's just it's a game called Seven Twenty, Mikey B. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of this game or have any interactions with this game
1: i've heard of it no interactions
0: but this is like the first i guess would you call this the first skateboarding game to kind of hit the market i think so i would believe so yes i I believe it's the first one that came out and it's very paper boy style looking game so um not too much to really talk about there i'm trying to see when that came out to kind of give you like a point of reference um let me see real quick. I think i probably like mid-80s, 85,
1: 86, 87, somewhere around there.
0: Um, it is, drum roll please, it came out in 1986. Ah. So, that's uh over 30 years ago. So, it's very interesting to see how far game skateboarding games have come. So, yeah, 720, it uh, was an Atari game. Nothing too cool about that, but we're going to keep it moving <laughs> forward where uh, you know, you have more games come out like California games by.
1: Uh, See, that's a game I've actually might've played. Yeah. You've got some, I think I might've, I think I might've have played California games. I'm looking at some, uh, some stacks of California games or possibly I might've even played California games too. But this is something I think I might've, uh, ventured on. I'm looking at it now is yeah. You know, it looks like a Nintendo game and you are kind of cruising back and forth in a half pipe. So to me, this could be like my first game. I might have played my first skateboarding game.
0: But see, also see, I that's
1: not like dedicated. To, it's not like the first game dedicated to skateboarding. Yeah. But it's like it's like so it's like skateboarding, like windsurfing, and rollerblading. Yeah, it's like. But it's like it was like the first game I remember having like a skateboarding
0: element. It's like the Wii Sports of you know the back in the day. It's like the X Games. very much. A... X Games very relatable to this as well, which. Mm -hmm. X Games didn't come out until like a little later, but this was like their first, you know, multi extreme sport game. True. Um, I'm trying to see when I jumped into skateboarding games. So I'm going to keep running through this list a little bit just because, you know, but the skateboarding games back in the day weren't complicated. You know what I mean? Like,
1: no, very basic,
0: super basic going back and forth. um, Nothing pretty crazy until we get into around like 1988. Is when Skater Die comes out. This, which is EA's very first skateboarding game, you know what I mean. Um, so let's see. Uh, was that for the NES? I think it was for the NES, for the, the first Nintendo by Konami. Um, what can we say about Skater Die? Did you ever play this game? No. Let me take a quick couple. Of- I- no, oh.
1: my skating, it pretty much goes California games, and then we have to get into the PlayStation era before we touch on something I might have played.
0: Which, for this game, this really didn't have a lot of wild things, but it was it had more of the style of, like, skateboarding. You know what I mean? Which was, like, very, you know, punk rock, like, against the law, you know, style of gaming. So it's very cool to see that, you know, move over into video games. um. So let's just keep it moving, you know what I mean? I'm trying to see through this little list of like the history of skateboarding games where you know it's gets relevant to like my skateboarding and maybe yours. Um, we're both looking at like the same list. Is there any other games before we get into like the PlayStation era that you played, like Street Skater, Skate Tribe? No,
1: no. But you see, I think PlayStation to me was like the golden, like the real era of like skateboarding games that I like truly remember playing. I have like experience playing like multi versions of them, which I think that was, I think it's just based on technology. I think they couldn't, I think to play a skateboarding game, you really need to have like 3D, a 3D character that can move around like a semi open world. And that wasn't possible until
0: PlayStation, which um, Street Skater, I, I looked at some of like the, um, snapshots of it and it's mm-hmm. it was like the first kind of 3d style game that cool. you were intro- introduced to in 1998 uh,
1: okay so, playstation time
0: then cool so it was first released in japan in 1998 under the name street borders and then licensed by ea and distributed in the united states um uh, let's see on may sixth, two 2008 it was re-released on playstation 3 in europe so wow. they were able to kind of bring that back in traditional fashion. But now what's what's interesting, too, about all of the skateboarding games, man, is that skateboarding games have been around. It's not like, you know, everybody knows the golden era of when Tony Hawk first came in. But like there True. were games that kind of introduced your everyday player into skateboarding. Because if you were, you know, not playing like Mario or something, you really didn't have that much like extreme sports in video games you know what I mean true so then we get into the golden era of skateboarding man 1999 where the world got introduced to a man by the name of Tony Hawk now Tony Hawk was a professional skateboarder in you know the early 80s and really started to get more traction in the 90s so Tony Hawk comes out and it is the first game endorsed by professional skateboarding which is huge and at the time you know skateboarding really wasn't that big but you know everybody knew tony Hawk from doing the 900 on the x games and you know they were starting to kind of get a wave of what skateboarding really was so then you also in 1999 with the release of tony Hawk's pro skater you get a, a little look at you know the culture behind skateboarding to where you're introduced to like street skateboarding and you get characters like eric Costin. Chad Muska, Jamie Thomas, Elisa Steamer, and you start opening up the world of what is skateboarding, and you get to kind of pick your favorite skaters. I personally was a huge fan of Eric Costin and Jamie Thomas, so anytime I would get my hands on Tony Hawk, I'm picking Costin and doing some pretty gnarly things. Um, what about you, Mikey B? I know you picked this one up.
1: I certainly did. Yeah, Tony Hawk to me was, it was definitely about skating, but I think more importantly to me in many ways beyond us the gameplay and introducing me to skating is the music of Tony Hawk and like kind of that introduction to punk and ska and rap and reggae and metal so it was like it was just a, a interesting mix of so many different genres that I wasn't familiar with so Tony Hawk was like a game but also was a game that I would just have on just as just for like the soundtrack
0: itself it's a hu- huge influence of where you go from there, which is interesting that you say that the first one was like your first introduction to like new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, that was Tony Hawk's pro skater too, which a lot of people are, can relate to it being the soundtrack of their youth. You know, like you have rage against the machine, you have um, uh public enemy, you have, you know, Chad Muska beats, you know what I mean? Chad Muska was making music then too. So, It just opens up to the, like, you know, the pop, you know, not the pop, but like you're introduced to like punk rap and some sort of music that you might have never heard of, which I was introduced to Rage Against the Machine then. And, you know, it went from there, you know, so so now that we have Tony Hawk introduced in 1999, Tony Hawk reigned supreme as far as video games and skateboarding goes. But there are a couple games that, you know, also did come out that, you know, other people will remember, too. Uh, Thrasher Skate and Destroy, which is Rockstar's attempt at a skateboarding game. Yes. Me personally, I think I played um, a demo of this and I never really picked it up. But Thrasher is a famous skateboarding magazine that, you know, Rockstar decided to kind of take a different approach to their skateboarding game. Uh, Mikey, B, you said you played this one, right?
1: Yes, I do. I remember this game fondly. But also me, I also remember the same because it was on a demo disc and I played the same demo disc <laughs> over and over again for hours upon hours. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I actually played beyond maybe the demo disc, but I definitely remember the game and the vibe. So that was like prime. Tony Hawk becomes successful. So now here's a whole bunch of games kind of capping on that success. And Thrasher was definitely one of those games I remember saying like, cool, another skateboarding game, which I, I definitely enjoy that one. And there was another one that I remember called grind session, which is, uh, a... I had that one. I remember that game too. That game was another game. That I remember saying like, cool skateboarding." At this point, I couldn't get enough skateboarding. Once like Tony Hawk opened up the world to video game skateboarding, any skateboarding game that remotely came out, I would give a world just because at worst case, there was always some interesting music that I was discovering. If like the game was janky and didn't play well, at least I could hear some, like some new music. So yeah it was like skateboard games is like kind of introduced that mix of uh to me to like music uh, how important music is to uh video games in a way beyond just like a castrol and like ship tunes it's like having a good song while you skate really helps you skate better in a way even though like it's, it's like a video game but like a bumping song helps you uh yeah really uh gets you those high scores
0: yeah it really helps you try to you know collect the skate letters you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of jumping back into Grind Session. Grind Session and um, I believe Thrasher didn't have professional skateboarders in it. I could be wrong, um, but I, I, I'm almost positive. Because I know Grind Session, um, who was on the cover? It was Daywon Song, uh, who was on the cover of that. But I'm trying to think of the characters. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but... We're not gonna let that hold us up because we're gonna keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So grind session, thrasher come out, but they never really gained the you know the traction like Tony Hawk did. Tony Hawk had it's like a specific game that everybody tried to copy, and it just wasn't working out because you know MTV had a sports game too. True, it never really you know popped off, and then you know Konami jumped into skateboarding too with Evolution Skateboarding, which didn't really work to their favor because you could play as like Solid Snake and then (laughs) you had like other professional skateboarders but they weren't as popular as like the ones on Tony Hawk. And then, you know, Tony Hawk comes back with a vengeance, you know, with Pro Skater 2, 3, and it makes its way into like 4 and Underground, which really kind of, once you got, I believe in the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, you were able to actually get off the skateboard and do other activities. I think you have to, like, tag things up and, you know, be a menace to society. (laughs) But I also remember the Tony Hawk Underground games were pretty cool, too. Like, it was a nice little, like, separate branch of Tony Hawk. But the problem with that is you can only do so much of the same thing in the same game, which is where we started seeing the downfall of Tony Hawk around Underground 2, American Mm -hmm. Wasteland, and then... It wasn't looking so hot for Tony Hawk then. And that's when we had a new game introduced into the world of skateboarding that I personally think really changed the way skateboarding games are handled now. And that is EA Skate. EA Skate, is that whole franchise of games, is by far the best skateboarding experience you could ever get. For those who you know never really got into skateboarding, this is this is your thing. Mickey B, did you ever play skate?
1: Yes, I have. Big fan. It's different. Completely different.
0: For Tony Hawk,
1: it's like you press the square button to do like flip tricks, and then you press the O button to do grabs, and like triangle to do grinds, and you press X to jump. Uh, skate was like one of the first ones where you have to use the uh, the, the two sticks to do to do tricks and stuff. And that, uh, from my understanding, gave a more realistic feel of what skateboarding actually is. So it's, it's pretty hard to do a kickflip. Kick flip. It's not just a press of the square button. It takes a lot of more uh, time and talent. So <laughs> it's- if Tony Hawk is more arcadey and score based, skate is more about the culture. No, well, I guess they're both about the culture, but skate is more about like the actual artistic and athletic talent it takes to do skateboarding tricks.
0: Yeah, and I, I used to skateboard, and I really loved the, how realistic it could get to actually skateboarding. So, you know, you have to time it out. You have to, like, you know, put your foot placement for tricks and go about it. And it really, it, I hate to say it, man, but it really made you forget about Tony Hawk. It really just was like, you know what? This is the game that's going to be what Tony Hawk could have been, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, in, the, in Skate, you don't have to do, like, get 500,000 points and, you know, do all that stuff. It's more of, like, if you can get, like, a couple thousand and, you know, really get these tricks going, good luck. And I I still play Skate 3 to this day. I've got it downloaded on the Xbox. And, you know, kind of to bring it back, to Skate also allowed you to put your own music in there, too. So I know you can download a couple, you know, a couple tracks in there and really... Have a skate experience to what you really want. Personally, when I had it on my three sixty, I had uh, Young Jeezy's "The Recession" on my Xbox, and I got a couple tracks in there. And nothing feels better than you know listening to put on and you know getting <laughs> a good skate sesh, you know. And I I loved it, man. There was nothing better than it. But Tony Hawk also. Moving forward on the timeline, Skate 3, I believe, dropped 10 years ago, I believe. Let me just quick check. Um, 2010 is when we last saw, yeah, 10 years ago, 2010 is when we last saw Skate. And the Skate community wants Skate 4, but EA kind of just gave up. And we saw nothing there, but, you know, the game is 10 years old and me personally still playing it shows how good that the game actually really was. But like I was saying, around 2010 to current times, there wasn't that many skateboarding games. It kind of was very quiet. Sure. Tony Hawk had a couple games that no one really cared about. And we kind of just patiently waited for maybe something new until this year. Mikey B. This year, Tony Hawk was like, you know what? I'm getting back into this remake session and I'm remaking the first two games and Tony Hawk's pro skater one, two remastered is out now for you being, you know, really into the skateboarding scene in like the 1990s and in like the late 1990s, I'm sorry. Would, did you, would you play this again? 100%. Um,
1: Yeah. Especially how well that's game review and how, much time and care they put into this game to make it modern and add elements that were missing from the original Yeah, this game reviewed extremely well. And it's a really nice like fan letter to a game that a lot of us and like, like you said, a lot of us do kind of, kind of fall into place that Tony Hawk Warner 2 was kind of like their first introduction into like modern skateboarding games. So they will be able to, you know, grab onto that uh, one more time with some modern graphics and smooth gameplay is that uh, it was a winning combination plus it's only 40 bucks so just from a price standpoint they were smart enough to uh pitch it out like you know hey you know this is uh, a game that's probably over 20 years old so there's no need to uh cause 60 bucks i think that also helped a lot too
0: yeah and the fact that you get two games into it and it's like probably the two most popular tony hawk games and you get it for 40 bucks is it's very reasonable so um me personally i think I'm I'm all for the nostalgic feature to it because I love all the nostalgia to it, but I I don't think I would pull the trigger on it, man. Like it's just I have I guess such a high standard with skate, and you know skate really consumed me in the way I approach skateboarding games and that Tony Hawk style. Like I'd probably just get it to have it, but I don't know if I would actually get to play it as much as I you did back in the day. So. I don't know, man, but maybe, hey, maybe if they've got demos of it, you know what I mean? Get a quick demo in, and also there was word around the street that EA's working on a skate Four, you know? That's true. So hopefully if that's true, I'm here for it. There's also been a couple of new skateboarding games that came out this year, but they didn't really get the traction they deserved because I think these two games are like the juggernauts of skateboarding games, and... It's hard to compare or even get something close to it. I know one released for the Switch, like Skater XL or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's uh, for the Switch, Xbox. and uh, yeah. So that's uh, trying to be a more realistic skateboarding game in the skate vein. And then next year, there's that kind of... We'll see how realistic the skateboarding is, but there's Skatebird.
0: Oh, true. That's like the one that everybody needs. So to we'll play. see what's on a,
1: what <laughs> type of path, what type of game that game will actually be once you, we get our hands on it
0: yeah so hopefully you know it's the new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for our generation <laughs> Bird Skater It'd Volume be. 1 and 2 are going to be like the greatest games of all time so yeah so I think that's about it we can wrap this up you know it's just kind of briefly talk about you know skateboarding games and what they mean to us and you know the impact that they have in gaming so uh, you got anything else to add nope cool folks well that was episode 2 of KDR stay tuned we'll drop gems here and there with this and kind of take a deeper dive so stay tuned and you know the council boys are out peace thanks for listening to this week's episode of the gaming console podcast now if you're not with us on the social game you really are missing out on instagram following follow us at the gaming console podcast facebook is the gaming console podcast also Follow us on Twitter. We're the Council Boys on Twitter, so hit us up, tweet us. Um, Everything podcast-related episode-wise, go to GamingCouncilPod.com. The
1: Council Boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling. I'm feeling life.
0: Council Boys are out.